Welcome to Mind Training and Homotherapy, a podcast that explores ideas to help you live a life that is more purposeful, intentional, and fulfilled. I am your host, Dr. Henry Gregory, and I thank you for tuning in. Hello, folks. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about humility. Humility. So what is humility? Humility is an attitude that's grounded in submission and surrender. Submission and surrender. It's an attitude toward life that's focused on a larger reality than the self. It's about, at some level, a quiet self-confidence and acknowledgement that we're not really in charge of anything. <laughs> the most we can do on a good day is you know, perhaps to have some influence with ourselves, but we're not really in control of anything. So humility is, to a large extent, about submitting. And it's usually a sign uh, of um, inner strength. Inner strength. Uh, I can remember uh, coming up in in the cities. And generally, the folks who made the most noise were the ones who, in the end, had the most uh, fragility. But the ones who were um, quieter seemed more humble, seemed more receptive, more in tune, um, and more more resilient, more resilient. So, so you know, over time, I think humility has gotten a bad rep, and particularly through um, media and such, so often what seems to be promoted is um, aggressive, big attitudes that are centered around me, myself, and and mine, and um, that are about um, trying to have power, control, um, influence in all situations. And as such, we can build up big images, whether we do that intellectually or through our um, ability with um, sports or creative arts, whatever. We can build up these images. But humility is about transparency. It's about living without all the walls all the images, all the facade, and accepting oneself, accepting, appreciating, and trusting oneself. So it says, you know, here I am, take me as I am, and um, this is what it is. 
there are lots of benefits to humility. And, you know, in the last 20, 30 years, even more of it has been documented uh, in, in scientific research. But um, there's certainly some benefits to being uh, humble. One of the requirements for, for being uh, humble is the acknowledgement that we don't have it all together. Because a, a truly humble person acknowledges not only his or her strengths, but his or her challenges and weaknesses. Matter of fact, the research says people who are humble tend to have a more accurate view of themselves, a more accurate view of themselves. They can accept the bitter with the sweet. And of course, if you can be aware of the bitter, then you can make an informed choice about if you want to work on it or not. So, but the point is you're not delusional. You say, okay, I'm good at this and I'm challenged by this, and I'd like to work on this. Mm -hmm. Humble people also seem to kind of know the difference between self-confidence and pride. Pride. Pr pride is one of the, um, the crocodiles, as some folks say. Uh, one of the, 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 the desires that distract us from being ourselves, you know, when we're seeing ourselves as um, giving ourselves credit for things all the time and seeing ourselves as having uh, this power or, be, or, or being the, uh, the center of attention and um, having so much going for ourselves. And pride is almost always a setup and it's um, kind of overcompensation for really having questions, insecurity, doubts about oneself at a deeper level. So, you know, I, I play it up on the surface by the way I dress, the way I talk, uh, the way I engage and don't engage folks and all of that and all my trappings. If I need all that, that says to some extent that I have questions, doubts, insecurities about myself. As opposed to self-confidence. Self-confidence, again, again, is about just accepting what it is that you do well. What are your attributes? What, what are your characteristics? Uh, your character that... Um, um, helps you to be um, productive, healthy, um, present in a way that benefits us all. So self-confidence tends to be a little quieter than pride. Pride, pride needs, uh, needs somebody's clapping. Uh, I think I've mentioned before, I think of it as the the Michael Jackson syndrome, you know? Say, if you, if you get real excited when they start to clap, then you're gonna be very vulnerable when they start to, to boo. Real self-confidence says, um, you know, I am not the doer. I am the vehicle that it comes through 
And sometimes I'm in harmony with that. So I'm not going to take credit for it, you know, if it's going real well. And I'm not going to take, um, be beat down about it if people don't like it. Because the truth of the matter is, if you're doing something worthwhile, there are going to be folks who appreciate it and folks who don't. And if you are truly humble, um, what you're going to be uh, measuring your uh, appropriateness, your success by, is what's on the inside rather than the external validation. So truly humble people look for internal validation. And they seek to add value to, to others. I mean, part of being, uh, being humble is seeing how you fit into the larger whole and what you can contribute, how you can serve, how you can make things better. So you're not just looking out for you. You're looking out for everybody else too because you understand the interconnectedness that we all have and how, um, how contributing to the welfare of us all is gratifying to, at all levels as opposed to just being focused on oneself. Because when you're focused on one's, just on yourself, uh, that's usually, again, out of fear, insecurity. Um, that's usually trying to overcompensate. But when you're focused on serving other people, that's usually a product of, of love, of love, of having um, positive feelings, understanding, visioning of, of possibilities how we can be together. People who, who are humble also tend to take responsibilities for their actions. <laughs> and you know, uh, if you're human, you make mistakes sometimes. And um, it takes some amount of humility to say, oh, I didn't get that right, I could have done better. I messed that one up. I missed it. Mm. But again, that resonates with some truth, and truth is always strengthening. And say, truth sets us free. Truth helps us to be more of ourselves, more in tune, and more uh, empowered by our thoughts, our speaks, speech, and our actions. So when we take responsibility, we say, yeah, I, you know, I'm here and I'm growing and I'm, a, and I'm part of it, but no, I don't have it all 100% together yet. And that makes you, what's that word? Human. That makes you human. So at some level, humility is about acceptance one's humanness. Accepting one's humanness. And people who are humble usually are filled with gratitude, with gratitude. I mean, gratitude is about um, being in touch with all the things that assist us in life. 
that bless us, that um, make our walk um, healthier, happier, more joyous. It's about appreciating uh, the little things uh, as well as the larger things. To know that none of it is uh, a given, but all of it's special. And when we're in touch with that, it helps us to feel better about ourselves. And remember, you know, what the neuroscientists say about gratitude. Gratitude is the attitude that maximizes neurological functioning, lights up more areas of the brain than any other uh, attitude or feeling. So people who are humble are, are generally grat- uh, 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 filled with gratitude and appreciation for whatever they have, for what they experience, and can look and, and find uh, the, the good in the most challenging situations. Not that they ignore it, not that they're denying it, but in every situation, it's always an up and a down side. And when we get in our negative mindsets, we can very easily look at all the negative, and the more we do that, the, the, the more uh, down we feel, the more depressed we get. And as such, um, life becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I'm only seeing the negative, then that's what I'm creating is more and more negative. So humility is about uh, a quiet confidence in who and how you really are, an acceptance of life, and at some level, uh, the realization that life is working to take care of us all the time. Even though it may not give us what we want, even though it may create challenges, there may be hurt. Um, I mean, if you, if you stay on the planet long enough, you're going to ha- have your share of disappointments and everything. But under all of that, when we can realize that life is working toward our benefit all the time, that puts us in a more humble, receptive state of being. So what, so what, are, what are the researchers saying about humility? Well, they're saying a few things. Um, they say one of the things that they noticed that people who are humble seem to place a high value on more meaningful things. <laughs> you know, have um, you know uh, things that benefit other people. Um, have seem to have high high values. Um, seem to be noble in the in the qualities that they ex- exhibit. Mm-hmm. And they are always looking for the messages, the direction from life, because they see life as a school as a school. So what happens in life is always happening for our benefit to teach us some lesson. 
You know, a few weeks ago we talked about healing. And one of the essences of healing is at some point receiving the messages that whatever the circumstance was that was so unpleasant, that was so hurtful, that was so disappointing, whatever it was, to learn the lessons from it. Mm-hmm. To learn the lessons from it. Because again, life is a school, and as long as we're learning, we're progressing in that school. That's gratifying, that's reinforcing, that's strengthening, and that keeps us more intimately connected with life. So what else are they saying? They're saying that um, humble people seem to handle stress more effectively. Humble people seem to handle stress more effectively. What that seems to say is that when we are humble, we are more flexible. We are more willing to um, reassess our way of thinking, of doing, of being, and trying to adjust to this ever-changing environment. No. I mean, one to the one consistency about life is change. Mm-hmm. And when we start to fight with change and try to maintain or, or make things happen, that, that creates stress. And right now, so many of us are going through such a stressful time uh, with this COVID shutdown worldwide because our normal routines, our normal um, distractions and entertainments Um, may not be available. So life has changed on us. And at some level, it's requiring us to uh, be flexible enough to find ourselves even within this change. To find ourselves, to find meaning, to find purpose within this new way of being that has been thrust upon us. Because the truth of the matter is, nothing is promised. (laughs) Nothing is promised. And although um, society seems fairly stable, at least relatively for for the last 400 years in the Western world, most of the world, people kind of get that, that things can change in an instant. I think part of what's changed now is we're all in the same soup together. The other thing that's reported in in scientific research is that um, people who are are seen as being humble have higher levels of physical and mental well-being. Physical and mental well-being. Again, I think that's about being adaptable. I think that's about being resilient, you know, a- able to face adversity, uh, make shifts, learn lessons, and to adapt in an appropriate way. Mm-hmm. So it's not my way or the highway. It's I'm trying to understand what life is saying to me. I'm trying to read the signs and adapt to life because I understand 
that that thing called life, um, call it universe, call it cosmos, call it God, is um, more permanent, more large and in charge than I am. And I do better when I submit, when I surrender to a higher order. Of course, that requires a little something. That requires the ability to be still, to be still and know. The research also says that um, people with um, humility tend to have more generosity, tend to be more helpful, and have more gratitude. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, again, seem to value their experiences, be willing to share, to help, to be a part of, see togetherness and service as, as goals as rather than seeing them as threats. Mm-hmm. So the good news is we can all develop more and more um, humility. We can help ourselves become more in tune with what the universe um, has for us by by learning to embrace our humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they also say that uh, people who are humble tend to do a better job of uh, facing life when disappointments come, uh, when they're criticized, or even have failures. Mm-hmm. Because I am not what I do. I am not what I own. Mm-hmm. You know? I am a spark of that eternal divine energy that will continue no matter what goes on. So I'm not being defined by these external um, these external um, uh, dressings, if you will, you know, whether they be name, fame, or possessions, or materialism, or whatever. I'm not being defined by that because I understand that I am more than that. <clears throat> the other thing the scientists are saying is that um, people's ability to be humble stems in part from um, what's called secure attachment. Secure attachment. So, you know, what, what is attachment? Um, attachment refers to one style of relating to other people. So your, your style of attachment was formed at the very beginning of your life, usually within the first couple years. Mm-hmm. And... Um, once it's established, that style will stay with you uh, and plays out in your everyday life through your intimate relationships, how you parent your children, even how you get along with co-workers at work and extended family members. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and, and, and what they're saying now is 40%, as much as 40% of adults um, are not securely attached. 
securely attached. Se- secure attachment is, is the optimal. Uh, that that means I, I, you you feel safe. You 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 feel supportive enough that you can connect with and communicate um, freely and effectively with other people. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, if you can imagine, a lot of the early research on attachment was done with um, kids in orphanages who may um, get attention. They may, may be in a crib for a long time, and they may get attention when. Uh, the nurse or somebody comes and changes them or whatever. But nobody tends to respond every time they cry or they look around or whatever. And that can build attachments that um, where, where the child is more anxious um, or, and, and attachment is more in, inconsistent. As opposed to having a, a child that uh, from the beginning Somebody is there when they're wet and somebody is smiling in their face and, and, and rubbing them and Google Gaga in and, and all of that. And that tends to build more secure attachments. That tends to build more secure attachment. Mm-hmm. Well, again, they're saying as many as 40% of adults do not have secure attachments. And we acted out in the way we deal with the deal and don't deal with each other. Because you, you have to kind of feel kind of safe, secure, um, um, supported in order to take the risk that come with uh, being humble and not having a wall up, not having a, 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 a defense um, between you and other folks. But, but that's, that's the task. The good news, again, is you can work on attachment if you're clear about your, your attachment style and how it's developed. You can certainly work on it to shift that attachment. If you know that you went through certain things where you didn't get certain, um, um, certain care and when you, when you were coming up, and that caused you to be a little more uh, on alert, a little more insecure, um, a, a little more standoffish, then you can work on those issues and improve that attachment style so that you can be more genuine, transparent, more humble in your relationship with other folks. You know, um, one of the things that I've noticed when people um, are humble, they tend to um, look at themselves when there is um, conflict or um, some kind of disappointing experience. They tend to assess themselves. Uh, as opposed to just blaming it on other folks. And, and again, that takes a level of security, uh, a, a level of self-confidence to be able to look at oneself and say, okay, what's my part in this? What could I have done better? How could I have improved the situation? Yeah, the other person's out the box, but what about me? Um, what can I do to make the situation better? 
next time. Humility helps us not only connect with other folks, but connect in a more genuine way with ourselves. And again, above all, to thine own self be true. They can't get everybody to see it, to understand it every time. Um, but I have the responsibility to work on my highest values, to go as deep inside as I can to understand and to manifest what I think is my highest reality. So again, if we're doing that, we want to embrace our humanness. We want to have um, to practice uh, self-compassion. No beating up on the self. Accepting who I am and how I am. That doesn't mean I don't see issues and times that I want to improve. But accept, again, that I'm human and that I don't get it right all the time. And to practice what we're calling mindfulness now, or, or just being present, being present. So whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm experiencing with another person, to be genuinely and authentically present in there present and available, you know, as opposed to be talking with someone and, and having your, an, an agenda um, that's having you focus on something else or just not really listening to the other person because um, you are distracted in some ways. M mindfulness is about being present. We are all um, calmer, more centered, more capable when we are present with all of our faculties in the moment and whatever we're doing. The truth of the matter, the mind can think rapidly, but only one thing at a time. And when we're single-pointed in our thinking, we are much more effective at whatever we choose to focus on. And again, the last piece is just that gratitude Gratitude. Gratitude can make us uh, less, less self-focused and more focused on those around us. And when we do that, we see others' needs more clearly, clearly and are in uh, a better place to um, be helpful and to be of service. At some level, we all have the need to have meaning in our lives, and meaning comes through, through service. Just imagine if we all maximized our ability to be of service to each other. Can you imagine what that might do to the world and how, um, how many needs we might actually uh, meet for each other if we were all tuned to that kind of priority? Maybe next week. Okay, we'll keep working on it. Okay. You got anything on Mr. Darrell? Wow. Um, yeah, I've been over here just jotting down some um, some notes because you definitely hit some very very poignant uh, points. 
And I guess, you know, my my comments are are um, in two two places. Um, the first one is that life itself at times has a real funny way of humbling you, mm. you know, so you may for a significant period of time uh, go throughout your life, you know, feeling like, you know, to a point that you may have made earlier that you got it all together. You know what I mean? You're on this track, you know, you're doing well, you know, e even if you're successful the way that the world tells you, you know, um, success should look, you're doing all those things. And then some way, somehow something happens that may just rock you, shake you to your core. And it helps you to realize, oh, this 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 whole thing is. It's not about me, you know, it's, <laughs> it's so far beyond me. You know, and if I'm forced to sit down, this world does continue. You yes. know, there's there's more than me going on out here. You know, um, you know, sometimes it may be a health thing. It may be a, a, a family thing or relationship doesn't work out the way that you, you know, you hoped it would. But something happens to let you know that you don't have control, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that happens to to a lot of us at some at some stage. I remember when I was working in corporate America, um, you know, had a nice career going, was managing a lot of people. And uh, one day, as I tell the story, my face stopped working. <laughs> I came down with Bell's palsy. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for those who aren't familiar with Bell's palsy, Bell's palsy is a condition um, that causes, you know, usually one side of your face, similar to a stroke, but it doesn't take over your entire body usually one side of your face will just go numb will go will be basically paralyzed and so that that happened sometime in my 20s and it was the first time that I was you know faced with my own mortality in some way because I didn't know what was happening to me when it happened right so it's like oh wow this was my uh, you know a way that life showed me that Oh, yeah, things can happen to you, too. You know what I mean? You don't have control over all this. One day your face can stop working, you know, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. or for, for other people, it may be a relationship. You think your your marriage is going great and, you know, your spouse leaves you and you're like, whoa, you know, I didn't expect this to happen. So, you know, it, it causes you in a lot of ways to start to, you know, focus on to a point that you made, you know, finding um, higher value and more meaningful things. You know, one of the things that shook me when I had that Bell's palsy was that it caused me to not be able to even pucker my lips to kiss my wife. Mm. And so it lasted for about six weeks or so. So for six weeks, I couldn't kiss my wife. You know what I mean? And it's not until you can't do something mm. that you realize how much it meant to you. Mm. You know, you know, so it's it's one of those things. So, you know, so. So, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, you have you you may be a person that is um, is naturally reserved or, you know, you're not boastful by nature. Um, and, you know, you kind of move about your life sort of in that way. And then for other people that may be a little bit more brash, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit more boastful, you know, sometimes life comes along and it will sit you down. Yeah. <laughs> With two points on that. I mean, mm -hmm. first of all, I mean, that, that's a very salient issue. Life always will humble us. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's not sometimes. Everybody gets to play, you know. Everybody mm -hmm. gets to play. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, the, the second piece, oh, 
Some people say that the opposite of humility is egotism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, if you, whatever you might want to call it, it doesn't always manifest as I can do anything. Mm -hmm. It can also manifest the other way. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, either way, you are taking something on yourself, you know, that is surface. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so, so real humility is, and real self-confidence is just to say, boom, I'm here, I can handle it, I'll do the best, best I can, mm -hmm. but not getting, going up, real up, or going real down. Either one of those can be a manifestation of ego. Yes. And that actually brings me to the second thing that I was going to, um, to say, and it's, it's around, you know, the points that you were making earlier about you know those who are um i can't remember how you described it but basically the opposite of having that quiet confidence and you know that i guess the point is you know there are a lot of prideful prideful there you go there are a lot of um facades in terms of what the eye can see and what the ear can hear mm -hmm. you know so for instance you know and i talk about social media a lot because it's very prevalent but, you know, one of the things that's very, that's very common <clears throat> is for people to, you know, what they believe is display their confidence. So, you know, I'm so confident that I'm, I'm putting myself out there in front of the world. World, see me now. You know, I'm, I'm more confident in myself than ever. At the same time, you're still looking for validation from the world if, you're using, if, if your confidence has to be on display yes. in order to be present. You're doing a demonstration. You are still doing a demonstration where you are looking for response. Yes. So is it really confidence? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe, maybe not. And, and at the same time, that goes the opposite way as well. You know, you may take someone that is very quiet, very reserved, and say, man, that person hardly ever says anything. It's so humble. Sometimes the people that are very quiet are very fearful, and that's the reason that they don't say anything. Yes. Real humility would be them just just sharing what they have to share. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Without without that trepidation that comes along with sometimes sticking your neck out and actually saying something. Some people are very quiet because they don't feel like their their opinions are going to be valued. They don't feel like they're going to be heard if they do say anything. So I guess the point is we make a lot of assumptions of who people are and what people are based on what it is that we see. Yeah. But what you can't fool is your body and your mind. Okay. So if you're not being true to yourself, being 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 humble and being in tune with life, that means you're going to be have more stress. Mm -hmm. And it's going to manifest in some way in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I guess, you know, oftentimes the root of the issues that we have that you know, prevents us from truly, you know, having that humility and being humble is our need for control, whether one way or the other, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to, you know, control myself and keep myself completely contained, or I'm going to be outward with my control and try to force my, you know, my presence in all these different situations. Same thing. It's the same, you know, same exact thing, you know, so I, I, I know, I, you know, personally know people that, you know, are very what they consider to be very controlled and everything like that. But they are some of the quickest people to get depressed. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like, OK, you may not act out in the same way that the louder people do, but your need to control yourself and contain yourself some basically causes you to turn your emotion inward 
Mm-hmm. And that causes you to go into all these deep depressions because of that as well. Yeah. So, you know, I guess the point is, you know, we have to, number one, stop looking at what we see as being all that there is and making assumptions and assessments based on that. Oh, that person is always out there on Front Street. They're so confident. Maybe not, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, 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 can, we can't, you know, make assumptions and judgments, you know, of who people are based on what it is that we see. And, you know, the other thing is that, again, you know, life will definitely, you know, humble you in, in, in a lot of a lot of different ways. Those were the two, you know, yeah. two separate thoughts that I had. So so humility to a large extent is about being present and being open. Mm-hmm. Being open. Open to receive, to learn, to interact with. But it's not about having your mind made up, your mm-hmm. attitude and trying to control stuff. Mm-hmm. It's about Flowing with life in life's uncertainty, and, and the, the certainty being that life will change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you can only dance to one rhythm, uh, you're not going to do so well when the, when the music changes. Because the music, as you said, is always going to change. Yeah. yeah. So with that, would you say that humility? Because before we, you know, before we opened the mics, I was saying that oftentimes we we use these words, but we don't always know what they mean and, you know, what they really um, what they really point to. So with humility, would you consider that as a trait or an active practice? Both. Okay. both. Again, some of this we come with certain personalities Mm -hmm. and we, we we grow into uh, through attachment styles in, a, in our first year, and that may have us acting a certain way, but it's reinforced throughout our lives. At any point that we say, okay, I want to work on this and shift, I can do that. So it, which came first? First, is it nature or nurture? Mm-hmm. It's both. Mm-hmm. Some, of it, some of it comes um, genetically and in your genes and mm-hmm. it's passed down, um, but, it's, but it's durable enough you can work on it and you can you can contribute to it or you can uh, inhibit it by how you respond to it yeah yeah because one thing that i often you know suggest or kind of bring up in conversation is you know there's often an attempt to make things very black and black or white you know but there is nuance you know with with everything you know so sometimes we can attempt to kind of put people in these buckets mm-hmm. without, you know, realizing that a lot of these things are journeys, you know, so you, 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 you may look at a person and say, oh, that person is so prideful, or you may look at that person and say that person is so humble. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes a person is both, you know, mm-hmm. depending on the situation that they're in, mm-hmm. you know, so they may be very prideful in one area but maybe very humble, you know, in another area. And it's like they're working on becoming more humble in the area that brings out more the pride in them. And, and the problem in that case is, as you say, the dichotomous thinking. Yes. It's got to be one way or another. It's got to fit in. Again, labeling and, and having things fit in boxes is our attempt to control stuff. Yes. None of us fit in boxes well. <laughs> we are all unique. Yeah. We are all unique. So standardization and, and conformity and these all these formulas and things, uh, they are, are very limited yeah, in many ways. Absolutely. So, you know, as far as the things that you were saying in terms of, you know, finding, you know, higher value and more meaningful things, um, looking for direction from life, 
um, being more flexible, you know, reassessing and adjusting all of that, you know, for me, the way that I receive it comes along with, you know, um, submitting to, you know, a higher power that is completely beyond you. But yes. if you are not able to see beyond yourself and the impact that you're thinking you're having on these things, it, it puts a blocker in front of you in terms of reaching a level of you know humility because you can't see beyond yourself. Yeah, I, I would pose that the more you think it's about you, the more you are stressed mm -hmm. and fear based. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, humility, <laughs> and say so more humility means more of us can fit in this in a small space, and more needs get met because we are about helping each other, seeing each other's needs, and um, connecting with each other in in healthy ways. Because it's not all about me. It's not all about me. It's about it's about us. So blessings to you folks. Um, have a nice week, and we will get back to you next week. Peace and blessings.